Our paper in DMCN is a study of dysautonomia after acute brain injury in the pediatric population. We sought to retrospectively characterize the prevalence of this diagnosis in a rehabilitation setting, as well as describe its clinical features and analyze associated outcomes. What's already known about dysautonomia is that it is most commonly defined as a constellation of clinical signs and symptoms. This includes fever, tachypnea, hypertension, tachycardia, diaphoresis, and dystonia. Independently, these signs and symptoms have significant overlap with other situations, such as seizures and sepsis, and must be differentiated by the clinician. Dysautonomia has been shown to have a prevalence between 8 and 33% among adults after traumatic brain injury, or TBI, and has been associated with poor outcomes in studies of adults after TBI. Symptom onset after injury, as well as symptom duration, is variable. Pathophysiology of dysautonomia has rarely extended beyond the theoretical, but it is thought to be a disinhibition of autonomic response centers. In the pediatric brain-injured population, studies of dysautonomia are largely limited to case reports. What's new in our article is a prevalence of dysautonomia of 13% in children after acute brain injury. Dysautonomia was diagnosed in 10% of our study subset that had suffered traumatic brain injury and 31% of our study subset of cardiac arrest and hypoxic brain injury. We found that the combination of hypertension, diaphoresis, and dystonia most accurately predicted a dysautonomia diagnosis, and this model has promise for future prospective study. Lastly, children with dysautonomia did undergo longer rehabilitation courses and had worse functional scores, as shown by the Functional Independence Measure for Children, or WEFIM.